Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, thank you for all to us in the name of Jesus. Speak to us the way you do, that it will always make meaning. Let it make meaning to us. Let it affect our lives eternally in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I think scripture for the month is Acts 1.8 and a month of covenant power. So quickly, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Amen. Shall we read together? But you shall receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you remember, we've talked a lot on this before, even before now, that what Jesus was saying directly and indirectly was this. You can do it without power. In fact, there's nothing on earth you can achieve without power. Everything requires power. Whatever assignment God is giving to you to do, he will give you the power. And so he was saying from Luke 24, 49 to Acts 1, 8, wait until you receive the power. Don't jump without the power. Otherwise, you will be frustrated. But see, you are not created for frustration. You are created for victory. You are created to shine. And so, one serious person link, neglect of the Holy Spirit. One serious problem is the neglect of the Holy Spirit. So I began to look at that. And I went back into the book of John where he started. Because he said, if you read further, he said, this I have spoken to you before. I'm talking of the promise of the Father which he will give to you. So I went back to the book of John in chapter 16. You can pick it from 14, 15, 16. His valedictory sermons, he spoke a lot and taught a lot about the coming Holy Spirit. So John in chapter 16, I want to take it from verse 8. And when he has come, that is when the Holy Spirit has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Jesus was speaking. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more in the physical. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Then verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, verse 13 is key to what I want to share. However, when he, the spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit, has come he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Let me take that in again. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. 
and he will tell you things to come. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The precision of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. If you see here, what led to Acts 1 8 was that they were asking questions. And Jesus had to kind of um, quieten them by saying, Don't bother yourself about what's not that important for now. There's something that's of utmost importance right now. There's something that is a priority right now. I mean now. Then he was telling them right now. And even now, I am saying right now. And what was it? You will receive power. Okay? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And what was he saying? Because the Holy Spirit is coming on you. Why? Because he was saying, my time in the physical is complete. I will, let, me, let me go back to my real place of assignment. I have established enough foundation among you. It's time to hand over to you while I take my rightful position there. And you know why? Because he had died and resurrected. And for the first time, there will be born again believers in the kingdom. There had never been any. But now he had died and resurrected and he had become the first one to be like that. Not that he sinned. No, 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 no. He would do no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on. Second Corinthians 5.21. So he became the first. Now there will be many coming after him. And there is a place for them in the kingdom. Yeah, they could be here and they will be here. But in the spirit realm, there is a place where they be. And the truth is this, you are here and yet you are rightly sitting somewhere. You are sitting with him, in him, with him, in the heavenly places, at the right hand of God the Father. That's your spiritual position. Until this time, there had never been any like that. But now, there will be. So he was saying to them, it's a new beginning in the kingdom. So let me go there. You remember when he was talking to them in the book of John? He said, I go to prepare a place for you. They didn't fully understand it. They thought he would take them all, body, soul, and spirit now and take them there. No. You'll be here and there like I've always been with you and I was there. You start to operate differently now. Until now, you operated in one whole body, carnally. But now, you will still be in the flesh, but you'll be operating in and out of the flesh. But because of who you are, and by your new nature, you'll be in the flesh and be operating in the spirit. It's only when you digress that you find yourself in the flesh. That's not to say that physically you are not in the flesh. No, 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 you are. And so he was saying, and when that happens, there'll be another comforter with you. He must come. And he will take my place. He will not only be with you forever, he will be in you. And it's necessary that he comes. You see, this journey of life in the kingdom is never for you to do alone. It's to be a partnership thing. It's been easy with you since you started understanding and I've been with you. Now I said, I'm going, you are afraid. No, 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 he will be here 
exactly of the same nature, and he will be with you permanently. He will not just be with you, only he will be in you. So this life is not to be lived alone. And that's why there's a measure of precision about it. In fact, it's all precise. I was still thinking on this one when I went back to that in John 16, 13, quick. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. So your life is going to be a guided life. The steps of the righteous are ordered. It may not be obvious to you and to the world, but you know that you are ordered. And if Christ is ordering my step, you think I will take a wrong step? You know, I hear some elders pray for me and I thank God for their prayers. God will keep you for us in Jesus' name. Serious prayers. You know the answer to the prayer? The steps of the righteous are ordered. There's a precision there. So that means that in my choices in life and in my decisions, precision, divinely guided. Pastor, are you saying exactly what I'm saying? So, that means the mistakes will be few. Yes, sir. In fact, they can be zero. Depending on how much I live conscious of the Holy Spirit, who is with me and in me, it's not just coming, he's already here. It's the reason I am born again. And having been born again, he said, now, look, there's a capacity for more. Everything I do is with him. And he doesn't just come take part. He overflows from with me, from within me. That's the way he does it. So I look at this. I said, this is interesting. He came on Jesus, God of very God himself, who put down his Godhood so that he can identify with us and demonstrated to us how we can walk in that authority here and guess what? He received the same Holy Spirit like you and I are now doing. And the Bible said, being filled, come and look for one, being filled with the Holy Spirit, he was led. As many as are led by the Spirit, these ones are the sons of God. There is a precision which is about to begin in your life much more than you have ever seen and experienced in the name of Jesus. Isn't it amazing that after all he has done, the only way we can begin to appropriate them is by knowledge and conscious reminder of who we are and what we have. Because that's when we can now begin to expect more than the ordinary. Expect the supernatural to manifest which is what we call faith, which is the realm that the righteous live. The righteous shall live by faith. So I now found that, yeah, Jesus did that, but the prophecy before he was born, they declare. Isaiah chapter 11. I want you to see something there. There shall come forth, that's verse 1, a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Talking about Jesus to be born. Now, look at the next line, the next verse. The Spirit of the Lord. Can you see? So, whoever told you that Jesus should come and fulfill an assignment on earth without the Holy Ghost? No, no, no. It's not true. The Holy Ghost must be involved. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, 
the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Look at the next verse. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. So in other words, the things he sees and the things he hears, they will not be the sole basis of his choices and decisions in life. To limit your choices and decisions to all that you see and hear is to begin to run into trouble. Because then your decisions can never be right. They will always be obsolete. In other words, if I make decisions based on where I am, what I feel and what I see, only not what he's saying in his word, in the spirit, chances are, almost all the time, that I will regret my choice. Did you see that even in the prophecy, he said that he will not base his life on all that he sees and hears, but on the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, might, counsel, the fear of the Lord. So that buttress is what we just read. That it is the Holy Ghost that does the work in us. Praise the Lord. He said, how much can the Holy Ghost do in my life? Please hear me well. If Mary had no husband and she got conceived, now, please, just release your imagination for one minute. What is it that he cannot do? Hello. The Bible says it was by the Spirit that he laid down his life. Of course, his resurrection, we know it was by the Spirit. There was nothing that he needed to do on earth that it wasn't done through the Holy Ghost. And I explain why he says, please, until he comes, Wait. But the good thing is, is he has come. So how do you translate wait now that he has come? Don't venture without consciously involving him. I sense in my spirit man that miracles are happening here already. In the name of Jesus. The beginning of unusual miracles in many lives in the name of Jesus. Is somebody understanding what we're saying? Glory be to God in the highest. It's a precise spirit. Kind of thrills me a lot when I think of that. You know, one thing that really thrills me about my life is the fact that um, he does things in my life. I've said this several times. Things that will be like mountains before me, for which I'll be saying, I need help. God help me. Then the Holy Ghost will be coming. How be it not with so much noise? And we get things sorted out. Whether bringing people, bringing resources, bringing ideas, just, it just solves problems.
then the world will now look at me and say, ha, what a genius, what an intelligent man, what a hero. At that point, I will know for myself by myself that it wasn't me. I mean, anybody been there before? Because you know your capacity. I will know that, look, he did it. He knows too. Hello. And the devil knows too. So what is left for me is, how will I respond? He says, let men see your good works, that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now men are seeing your works, but you know that it's his work. The least you can do is, I give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And when they see, when they hear, when they perceive, the one there when he was moving in, the one there when we were calling on him, but they would raise their hands. Ah, thank God, thank God, thank God. People will help you, praise him. People will rejoice with you. And we're fulfilling scriptures. I see someone here. In the name of Jesus. You have been thinking this may be the crying of my life. Can I announce to you now quickly in the name of Jesus? Get ready. For the high praises of God. There is coming a party. It's a party of praise and worship. In the name of Jesus. People will through you lift up holy hands. People will just hear for the first time. They say, ah, God, I am grateful. Have you ever heard people say things, ah, my time will come too. They're just hearing that somebody, this, this, and God did this. They say, whoa, you mean God still does that? How? By the time you hear testimony, say, ah, I'm believing God too. Say, I thank God for that woman. I said, your time of praise worship <laughs> has come in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. It's a precise God. Hear what the Bible says in that scripture of John 16, 13. He said, and when he comes, he will convict the world. So please, can I advise you? Don't kill yourself trying to impress your world. He does the conviction. I found somebody says, he convinces and convicts. I have some examples in the Bible. Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 9. God is too much. He's made all things beautiful. He's finished the work. Sometimes I pray for me. You see, what do you pray? I say, please help me. To stop disturbing myself. What he has done, you are trying to redo it again. How far can you go? I feel the fire. So in the book of Acts in chapter 9, Saul, verse 1, then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any wooer of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. But as he journeyed, 
to Jerusalem. As he journeyed to Jerusalem, something happened. He came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice. Now, this is it. He was going on a mission. The God has a mission. And so, on his way, God encountered him. And the Bible said the encounter was such that he fell. Then on the ground where he was, and let me say this quickly, he thought he was right. He thought he was pleasing God. By the Judaism where he grew up in, where he was quite knowledgeable, academically and spiritually, he was right. But that was in the truth. The Holy Ghost will guide you. And here he was even yet to be born again. But his threats were against children of God. Then he was knocked down. By the time he found himself on the ground, he was like, wow! Looked around, he really couldn't see. The light had blinded his eyes. Then he heard his voice. Saul, Saul. What else can be more precise? You couldn't see, but you could hear. All you saw was light. So I want to say this quickly. He saw. What did he see? He saw Jesus. No, he didn't see Jesus. He saw light. What do you expect him to see? You forgot the matter of transgression? They went with him. Then he tried to just show them who he was. The light was so that they, they, they fell down. So he opened, you are coming for my children? <laughs> Encounter me first. No wonder I said, who? When he heard his name, Saul, Saul. This light being, blinding light being knows my name. Who are you, Lord? Conviction came immediately. It's the Holy Ghost that convinces and convicts. That conviction didn't come out of a sermon. It didn't. Who are you, Lord? He says, I am Jesus. Wow. Whom you are persecuting? When did I persecute you? You are persecuting my children. You say, who are you persecuting? Persecuting my brethren. You say, who am I persecuting? See, it's it's difficult to kick against the gods. So, what do you want from me, Lord? So, you'll be guided into the city and it shall be told you what you must do. Wow. Now, that's the intro. And now, there were Christians in Damascus who were gripped with fear. Oh, Ramba Shandala Makatotoria. I mean, fear. But then, theirs was to trust God and believe God, yeah, like we tell ourselves. I perceive that somebody's breakthrough has come. In the name of Jesus, he cannot fail. And you put your trust in him, you will never be ashamed. In the name of Jesus. Then he went to one man who thought, well, I'm just doing my stuff in my corner. Nobody knows me. The Ananias, yeah, I have an assignment for you. He knew it was God. You know, children of God hears him when he talks. I said there's a precision about the Holy Ghost. It wasn't at that time saying it could be the devil. So sometimes when we preach, we say, look, sometimes it's the devil talking to people. Talking. Let's talk about God talking to them. The devil do talk. I understand. He spoke to Jesus. 
Basically, if we are talking about our father and we are talking about things concerning our home and our kingdom, no, 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 no. We won't be too much afraid of the devil talking. We'll be busy mastering our father's voice. My challenge with our generation is that apart from preaching that, yeah, this is who you are, you can get this, you can get this, you can get this, when it comes to God, we come from the negative. Once we are created in his image, we have, uh, his spirit is in you, they say, sometimes, sometimes the spirit that enters you is not the spirit of God. I don't like people preaching that way. Yes, there's a place to warn them, but please, say more of who they are. More, more of what the devil is. They've heard enough of that from outside. Tell them about Jesus here. I have an assignment for you. But the first thing, man, he knew his name. He knew where to find him. You think you are lost in the crowd? He knows your name. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows when you go to bed. He knows exactly when you fall asleep. I have an assignment for you. So the Lord said to him, arise, go to the street, call straight. Wow. Precision. And inquire in the house of Judas. Precision. For one called Saul of Tarsus. Precision. He wouldn't get there and be looking for Saul from, from Judah. Saul from Jerusalem. No, no. He's Saul of Tarsus. No missing it. For behold, he is praying. He even knows what Saul was doing or that. The father that gave birth to you, that is nurturing you in the admonition of the Lord, that you see daily, that talks to you daily, what on earth will make you think he doesn't know your name? Really, the problem is how we present him to the people. Precision. So, and then I said, <laughs> Sir, I have heard. See what he says. Then Elijah said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Fact. But he will guide you into all the truth. He didn't know the truth. The truth is that the man had had an encounter. He didn't know. Was an asked lie? No. But the Holy Ghost was guiding him into the truth. Don't base your judgment on what is trending. Do your due diligence. All the time. Do your due diligence. And let it start from the word. Jesus will not base his judgment on what he hears and what he sees. But that's good knowledge. Good knowledge. Profound. Will guide you. But you know the truth, the essence of what you're looking at. Another one. In the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Very devoted. Give arms. Pray always. And while he was praying, the angel came and stood there. What promises you the conviction in the lives of the people? It's the Holy Spirit that convicts. So it's the Holy Spirit that ministers to people concerning you. He guides you. See what he did to Peter? By the time Cornelius got the instruction that he should send to Joppa, 
he said the place to the house of Simon the Tanner. He said, described well. He said, ask for one Peter. This is where he's dwelling. Tell him to come and talk to you so your good works are not enough to get into heaven. You must hear about Jesus and believe in him. And why he sent men three days interval before he got back. Peter was just, he just got up hungry. Then he went to the rooftop to pray. And whilst the food they were cooking, so I don't need to waste this time. Let me go and pray because it was time of prayer. He got there as he shut his eyes, he was in a trance. You talk of the gifts of the Spirit. And they saw a sheet coming down and saw all kinds of wrong animals to eat. So he interpreted what he was seeing in the light of what he was feeling, which is okay. And he heard the voice that said, rise up, kill, eat. He said, no, I have never eaten anything that is common. Never anything defiled. Then God said to him, don't call unclean what I have cleansed. You talk of being guided into the truth. As far as Judaism was concerned, Peter was right. But the present truth, no. This is the age of grace. Jesus Christ has died and resurrected. So please, don't call some people unclean. But he didn't even know that it was people. And while he pondered what dream he heard, he said, sir, some three men are waiting for you at the gate. The same voice came back to him and said, please rise up and follow them now. And they told him the story. They waited on the following day and he got there. And when he said, three days ago, while I was praying, he said, because you know I will naturally not come to you. Talk less of in a religious manner. No way. We don't even mix. Our religious will allow us. But God warned me never to call, come on, what he has cleansed. There was food. There was people. You see, God, he will guide you into all the truth. From today, I declare, in the name of Jesus, your decisions will be based on the truth. Your time of make and miss are over. In the name of Jesus, your decisions will bless humanity. They will be of eternal consequences. In the name of Jesus, I say your light will shine. In the name of Jesus, and like he has rightly said, you are the light of your world. You are the light of your generation. You are a city on a hill. You can never be covered again in your life. In the name of Jesus, men will see your good works. They will glorify your Father who is in heaven. The Holy Ghost is here to stay. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You know when the Holy Ghost will lift? When we are lifted with him. He is not going anywhere. Let him do what he's here to do. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you.
and God bless you.